my other league, I am fourth overall in points, and I am playing fifth overall in points, and uh, we will be trading places after this. Uh, is, that, is that the regular league? Yeah, he has okay. 130, and Let's I have uh, standings. 70. Um, <laughs> I'm good in the guillotine, though, so even most... though Devonta Adams sucks. Most points for, and I'm playing against one, two, three, fourth most points for, and this person has scored 152 points. That's a lot of points, is what I would yeah, say. Yeah, it's one of those yo-yo teams, right? 70 points uh, next so week. Feast, feast or famine, yep. and you 70, just got the bad week. I got the bad week with my team that scores 120 points every single week, and this week I'm outscoring my normal total and still going to lose. Fun, fun. Yep. I mean, it's football. It's all about consistency, right? Yeah. You should, uh, you should try and get a guillotine going up there. I'm really enjoying that. Uh, I'm, we're just in someone else's league. So, you know, if I could get a quarterback that would score any points or if I'd played the right players, right? You know, like if I had played, let me talk to you about Justin Herbert. Well, like, if <laughs> well, I had the, played uh, Tyler Lockett instead of Puka Nakua, yeah, would, who saw that coming? Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is what I was talking about to a friend of mine at work. And the problem with those sorts of things is that you look back and you're like, I would never do that. You're never gonna sit Puka Nakua for Tyler Lockett. That's never gonna happen. No. And so but he's like, I can't would. blame myself now later to be like. In hindsight, I should have done this. It's like, no kidding. <laughs> like, mm. in hindsight, I should have drafted, um, what's his name on the uh, CJ Stroud instead of friggin' Patrick Mahomes, who's what's, like been mid for a lot of weeks. Like, well, the, the commander's quarterback. What if I had put a defense in that got positive points? Exactly. What if I had played the Cowboys defense that week? They got 30 or the Bills or. Well, whatever, I mean, right? even if the Eagles had gotten their projection of nine points, that's a negative. That's a uh, positive 12-point swing for me, and it puts me within five points of winning my game. Yeah. Also, uh, I have now decided that defense projections are BS. Defenses should should never, ever be allowed to go negative. You should expect four points max. (laughs) Defenses should never be allowed to go negative. I don't like this rule. I don't like it. I mean, you could change the Yahoo scoring, right? No, I know. Not as the commissioner. I'm not the commissioner. I just, just make don't. it make the minimum or the lowest amount zero and then yeah, it just goes up from there, right? Yeah. I know. People in my league voted that down. Ugh. Mm. Terrible. I don't know what this note meant. I guess maybe I'll move it to the bottom, see if I remember. <laughs> Whoops. Do you want to read it so the I can give you context if I remember? Cast iron pan bottom. Nope. No, sorry. (laughs) Got nothing for you there, friend. As per usual, none of us know what we're talking about. Episode 378 of We Were Gamers, a podcast where we are going to hang out and uh, talk. And who knows about what? Because I've got the list and you're all here to listen to it. Hi, JJ. Oh, hello. (laughs) Uh, What you're secretly going to be doing is crossing your fingers that the end of this football game has a random touchdown that you weren't expecting. I that. need... Isn't it over? Is it not over? No, it's getting it's, real close. It should be okay. very close to the end, but it's not uh, over yet. Uh, I, oh, I, I lied. I, actually, it did end. It I ended, lied. right? 
Yeah. Yeah, so I needed I needed a Jared Goff to Sam Laporta TD for the in the last five seconds in order to pull that one out. Oh well, Eagles defense. You guys ready for this one? Eleven six fourteen three seven seven eleven. Washington of all people, negative three. Hmm. What is that about? What is that? Is it just because it's a conference game and conference games always go like that and I should never play conference opponents against each other? Does it, wait a minute. You played the Eagles and they didn't have positive points? I played the Eagles against Washington. They got uh-huh. three points against them earlier in the season. So I figured at this point it was a safe bet that they would get five. No, nope, negative three. Does your does your defense not get points for sacks and interceptions? It shows sacks and interceptions here, but I guess they let them score 31 points, which means they got negative three. I don't have an answer. Huh. Because yeah. that same set of things uh, nets out to two points in my league, positive. Um, hmm. They must have done something. I don't know. Must have altered the scoring at some point in the past. Okay. Yeah. They must have altered the scoring in our league. I have no idea how it ends up with those points. Yeah. What a shambles my team is in, you guys. I don't even have, I have no backup running back that is worth anything. Kareem Hunt is my only bench running back that can play football. That's, uh, that's rough. Yeah. Your Miles Sanders, Chubba Hubbard situation isn't helping, Michael. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know what to do about that. I have that that dilemma in one of my teams too, and it's uh, clear as mud. Yeah, well, uh, my 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 Champ Bailey jersey is officially three and zero. I've worn it three times this season, and the Broncos are three and five. I didn't think wearing it this weekend against the Chiefs was going to pan out, but it did. So uh, you're welcome. It, it, it panned out so. Panned out so well that it contributed to my uh, highly picked quarterback getting less points than uh, not only Jared Goff, but I think maybe every other playing quarterback. Unlikely. It's it's possible there was a guy who came in in the middle for like one of the ones that tore an ACL and they got less. Yeah, I mean, I think every other team in the NFL had a touchdown except the Chiefs this week. Stafford, by the way, Stafford play enough to get I mean, he hurt his UCL, so I don't know if he played enough to get any points. Uh, I don't know, but I do know there was uh, one of the football podcasts that I listened to on occasion. The guy complained that he had a parlay bet this week for every team scoring a touchdown. Oh, no. The only team that didn't do it up until Monday night, which, you know, the Monday night hadn't happened yeah. yet. Um, Chiefs, the only one. Wow. wow. Of all the teams to ruin a great bet. Wow. Yeah, that, you figured that was free, right? Maybe yeah. you thought like, well, maybe the Broncos won't get one or yeah. in upside down <laughs> world. Yeah. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey continued his 17 game streak now. Yeah, yeah. he uh, he tied the record, I think, even though uh, San Francisco seems to be struggling all of a sudden. Three uh, games skid. Whoops. All right. I, I don't have much to say about Randy C football unless y'all do. But uh I think you're bad. Heard. Yeah. I want to lay off my entire running back core, which is a terrible transition to talk about the fact that we, another week, another set of layoffs, huh? That is the most hard turn. I mean, it it works, but it's terrible. Mostly because the situation's terrible. So, 
Bungie is now owned by Sony. Sony is now pre-panicking that they're not going to have enough cash flow or something. No, and has just look, started I, I got, laying off across the board. Here we go. I got to take. This is what it is. All CEOs of all companies see other CEOs of other companies laying people off. And they're like, oh, we should lay off too. Because what is the easiest thing to cut that gives like makes your books look better, you know, increases profit, just lay people off. It doesn't actually matter. There's no thought behind it. The CEOs never have actual like good reasons they're always just like, ah, it's a trend. It's cool. All the CEOs are doing it. There must be a recession or something. Whatever. Who cares? Any reason. We're just going to lay people off. It's fine. Meanwhile, they continue to make record profits. Uh, well, do you, do you, have I talked about Brandon Sheffield before? Um, one of the dudes on Insert Credit, also a game maker, uh, has continuously, every two weeks or so, posted this same thing to Blue Sky. He just keeps reposting the same post. Quote, the hot business trend of the 2020s is to borrow a bunch of money you have no business plan or ability to pay back, alienate your core audience with features they hate in the name of short-term gains, and then lay everyone off to and claim market volatility. Ooh. Yeah, that sounds about right to me. Yep. He posts it basically every two weeks. I mean, it's every two weeks is about the cadence that you hear about another game getting closed down, another team getting laid off, another something happening. And it's like, these people were the team that was developing some multiplayer shooter game you've never heard of. And no one liked because it was filled with microtransactions and was annoying. Right. And you're like, ah, I don't know. I don't know what the people at Bungie were doing. I feel bad. Like, I I don't think this is their just a destiny shop now. Right. They just make destiny. They claim they're working on Marathon, which sounds like it's also Destiny, though. So, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Which, I mean, Bungie was the Just Make Halo shop before that, right? Kind not of. To, not to say that making one game at your studio is a bad thing, but, like, it seemed after their Sony purchase, it was keep your head down and make this game make money. And I think with, it has been, though, which is the weird part, right? It's like isn't destiny still wildly popular I mean, and like people doing it. So Sony and square Enix with their layoffs have not made a whole lot of sense. And again, square Enix falls into the same exact category of borrow a bunch of money to try and f- bloat the, uh, new software you're doing with, uh, NFTs or other things that you have no idea how to manage. And then, and then, like, off. meanwhile, Sony publishes these, like, amazing, loved first-person game, like, single-player, you know, games like Spider-Man and The Last of Us and these other things that make, like, wild amounts of money. And then they're like, no, wait, we can't. This yeah. isn't sustainable or something. Like, what? Yeah, and they, <laughs> meantime, opened up new profit engines by porting their games to PC, right? Like, Horizon. Hey, uh, Michael, would you like to play Horizon on the PC? uh that'd be about, real cool what about you andy there's a new one of those what where is it what, why I mean, isn't I have, it on the pc i have a, I have a ps they're hurting for money apparently they're laying people off what if it was on pc yeah crazy crazy i i actually am also uh three for three unlike my jersey this year on bad luck on this one where uh i start applying for game jobs and then all of a sudden it's like a tyro like torrential amount of layoffs all every time 
I think uh, you should be undeterred because they constantly lay people off, but then they are also constantly hiring people. Okay. It's like different, you know, different stuff, right? It's like people are being hired in different areas where the layoffs are happening. Yeah. So, you know, it, maybe it is true. Maybe there's just a lot of people, you know, um, you know, being laid off and going to more independent. I don't know. I'm not a, I don't know. What is this? An economist shop? I don't know. Yeah. Bummer though, huh? Bungie on the block. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, we very, very strange to see the mergers like with Microsoft. I, I wonder how oh, bad no, it's going to You don't get. think there's going to be big that's, layoffs coming. That's what I'm just at saying. Activision. I, at Activision, so Blizzard, King, all their subsidiaries. I wonder how many people are going to get the block on that one. I, you know, you know, I imagine they let them run for a little while. It takes a long time for a big corporation to like sort stuff out, you know, yeah. but in about a year, a year and change, you can expect to see some of those people get cut. Maybe it won't be a lot or maybe it will. Who knows? I guess. Yeah. Hmm. I guess Microsoft does want them to make games. That has been an issue that Microsoft has had. So they seem capable of producing games. So maybe they shouldn't fire them. <laughs> mm. Maybe they should put some sort of moratorium on saying, um, Hey, let's make some non Call of Duty games. How about that? Now you have money. You don't have to do this thing, thing that you you know claimed for, which is the fact that you are you know. They, but will they? Have but if you make a non Call of Duty game, will number go up or will number go down? It does, well, so they financially they needed to go up only and uh, got cyclically stuck. Right, like you can only make this game because the financials of making the game require making the game. Mm-hmm. Um, was the cadence of Call of Duty, right? If you if you stopped the Call of Duty train at any point in time, the whole thing derails itself in terms of, you know, the finances and the debt and the everything else. And, uh, you know, then more people get laid off. So maybe, just maybe, they can pause or load the cycle differently now. I don't know. Activision's got a lot of property they could use. Be pretty cool if one of them just happened to pop up at a different place. Be now that they're all owned by Microsoft. Yeah, I have the feeling that more likely than them stopping making Call of Duty, I think the Call of Duty will continue until morale improves. <laughs> but they will continue. They will let other people now potentially make things with those IPs, right? The, uh, it's like some small studio is like, I have an idea for Warcraft Four. Microsoft might be like, No, but you tell it to us, and then we'll make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think the beta for the newest Call of Duty actually just came out last weekend or something like that, like a like a closed trial or something maybe it was open period to try out the multiplayer and uh lo and behold it looks exactly the same with everyone doing the same thing they did last time oh my god it's so much better and then two weeks in they'll be like it's actually exactly the same and i hate it still the uh influencer economy continues yeah we talked about that before i i don't remember what we named that podcast but the uh the cycle of get everyone hype and then tear it down so that you can make clicks on your YouTube, right? I'm nodding sagely here. Ah, okay. Well, uh, oof, we've really ventured into dark territory, haven't we? A little bit negative, a little bit like 
The night? A nocturne, perhaps? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. JJ, you finished Castlevania Nocturne, have you not? I did. I have watched all the episodes that there are as of now. Right, because it's only season one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Let me tell you, if they don't make a season two, I will be upset. I am halfway, no, I'm more than halfway. I have two, two, possibly three episodes left. I want to say off the bat that uh, I wish every show had an Orlocks. All rocks? All rocks. All rocks. All rocks. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. What a cool dude. Yeah. Uh, He shows up in the very first episode, right? He's the impetus for creating Richter Belmont. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Michael. Explain him. Michael, stop. Yeah. Stop us when you recognize some characters. You know. <laughs> Have you heard of a, of an All Rocks? No. Have Richter Belmont. Richter Belmont. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about didn't have, Marie, didn't have to go far. Maria Renard. Yes. Know that name too. Uh, can you name other people, Andrew? <laughs> I, think, I mean, I think a lot of them were made for the game. I mean, right? Like that Abbott. I don't think that Abbott that is on the new Forge Masters in the game. If I recall, I don't. I don't recognize him. There, there are characters in Castlevania games that are like this guy, but I don't think there are any that are that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I. So Michael, they. I don't know if it's exactly the same origin story. I don't think it is, but they they origin out. Uh, Richter having a British accent in France <laughs> by making okay. him by making him a colonial that is then flees to France because of this vampire named All Rocks, who is a Symphony in the Night villain. Uh, All Rocks's quarters is a place in Symphony of the Night, and I believe there is a boss named All Rocks there. Yeah, yeah. he kind of wears a suit similar to this guy. Yeah. Uh, I love that they redesigned the, him to be. I think he's supposed to be Native American. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, and I mentioned Michael that he should be in every show, not because of the character that they've created, but because every show should have a dude that just seems outside of the issues. <laughs> at all times he, he's always on all rocks is always on all rocks's side and no one is ever on his side you know but yeah. also <laughs> but also no one's willing to cross all rocks for any reason no because he <laughs> somehow everyone knows he's gonna ruin them <laughs> if they do anything so so all rocks will just start wandering around places that if you were any other character you would be instantly murdered he reminds me very much of the aloofness of alucard in the last version of of the castlevania series uh Mm -hmm. without the angst yeah he doesn't seem mad about it he's just like well guess i'm gonna go save these guys now oh yeah i'm gonna go do this guess i gotta go here guess i gotta talk to these people it's so boring openly talk to characters about other characters in front of them and be like you know this person can't be trusted right and the, and they're meanwhile both, they're standing right there, and they're both fine with him just laying out how these characters are going to interact with each other. 
and they're they're all like yeah he's probably right but like we don't have a choice about our interaction and and all rocks is all rocks so it's like you know we'll definitely help you next all rocks trust us certainly wink wink yeah and he meanwhile he's like i don't expect anyone to help me i don't i don't care what you're doing he's like, he's like okay cool yeah I, I bet you'll definitely do that bye <laughs> like <laughs> gotta go do all rock stuff now yeah I, I, uh, in Great in the character. show, yeah, in the show, he he is no secret. It's not really a spoiler to say he kills Richter's mom because it's in the first five minutes of the show. Yeah, I was say that's literally the opening scene. Yeah, um, but you kind of get the impression that um, Alrox just did it because he was supposed. To, like, oh, you're Belmont and you're here, so I guess I should kill you. It it really feels like if if she had just like said like. We're cool, all rocks. I'm just gonna go. You can, you you're gonna go, and we'll just go. And he would have been like, "All right," and then everything would have been fine, right? Yeah. But in the meantime, she was just like, "Oh no, no, no! We have to fight to the death." And he's like, "Okay." He's like, "Got to got to fight vampires." I'm, I'm a I'm Belmont, gonna, and you're like, "I'm gonna turn like, into well, this dragon." Then that's that's mm-hmm. it for you. And yeah, every show should have an all rocks from now on. I think if I want, you can't. I badly want you to get and meet a couple other characters that show up near the end. Okay, um, so I'm, I'm I'm trying to describe where I'm at. Uh, I found out who the dad is of one of the characters. Okay, okay. Uh, around there, you know, they've the night creature revelations mm-hmm. have all mm-hmm. kind of seemed to have been happened. Yeah, uh, the main the main baddie has appeared and spoken, but has not uh, taken flight. Let's say you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the the last the couple eh, it, it all takes fl- place, Michael, during the French Revolution, which is kind of a cool change from the last. Dropped. Did you did you watch the first series? I still have not watched it. Okay, so the first series almost takes place in like fantasy medieval time, like the Dark Ages, right? Like. Unspecified medieval period, like yeah. high fantasy type stuff. Versus this we one, we don't quite which is... have guns. We don't quite have guns yet, but like they could invent guns any day now, kind of a thing, right? Okay, yeah, I'm I'm with you in in time. Versus the backdrop of this one is people are being guillotined in the street, and you know they're like, you know, you must register your, you know, faith with the Brotherhood of the, you know, yeah, whatever the however that works during the French some Revolution. interesting character developments with. The, creating that backdrop it's almost like assassin's creed in a way of like there's the thing the belmonts are always doing and but at the same time he's kind of got to like play both sides of like well i i want to get along with the church but like these people that took care of me are part of the revolution and you gotta get get, like stuck in the the i mean the politics of it actually like plays into why after this many years without dracula and with like dying vampire society all of a sudden it matters again it was really cool to see why they used that although every character speaks with a british accent except for the people from um the caribbean yeah i I was gonna say assassin's creed is actually like a really good uh kind of point in terms of like the the politics of this thing as well as the the tone I don't know when the last time you played an Assassin's Creed game. It's been quite a while for me, but the thing I always remember about them is that, like, they love to, to gesture at the idea of politics. Yep. And then they're like, 
don't think too hard about this, but this is here. We love yeah. to say it's here. Look, look at this look. liberty, equality, fraternity. Yeah. It came. Don't think about that too hard, though. Don't think about that too hard. <laughs> There's the plot, the plot. Look at the plot. Look at the plot. Look at the plot. And it's definitely a lot of like the, you know, the, you know, they're like, what does it mean to actually be a person from the Caribbean in France? Like, I, but like the plot, the plot. Look at the plot. Look at the plot. <laughs> you know, and, um, and, and you know, look, this is an animated show on Netflix. It has a like younger skewing audience. I'm fairly confident. Oh, I don't it know. Is, There's some it, it is a themes. good show. I don't want to like disparage it. I think the plot is fun. I liked it. Like I, I enjoy their their like you know some takes on some of the politics stuff. I don't think it's all bad. I, this isn't the show you're coming to for like deep thought pieces about the French Revolution. Yeah, yeah uh, exactly. Uh-uh. This is a show about yeah. vampires. You know, well, to the end. The, like, the Assassin's Creed thing even goes further, where it's like. There's Templars in this. What does it mean to be a Templar? Da, 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 da. Don't, like, just, don't you know the captain? The captain of the Templars. Of the captain of the Templars is a cool character. What does it mean to be that? Ah, let's you know. But you know, let, don't worry about that. Right? He's really it, complicated, actually. Um, he's a great a character, character. Yeah. And, and like I'm saying, the the show doesn't you know. And also, you know, based on where this you know the previous series went, right? You got what three or four seasons? I think. Mm-hmm. Um, three. Yeah. Kind of, I I wonder how much of this is just, you know, leaving the breadcrumbs for another season, right? Yeah, I well, we'll see by the end. So, uh, a nocturne is also Michael. D- help me out. Uh, it's some kind of composition. It's, it's a musical thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's a like, a, is it always on a particular thing? Is it like a strings or piano or? I remember that being something. I don't think so. I don't think it has to be, no. Okay. But it is a musical composition as well as just being like a nighttime scene, right? Yes. That's always been the thing with the Castlevania games. The names of them since Symphony of the Night have always been musically related, right? Yes. So, um, live in concert then, JJ. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, we went to a concert this weekend for my birthday. Uh, one which, which you know, is it's happening before not- this podcast comes out or the day this podcast comes out. Happy birthday the day this podcast comes out. Thanks. I'm old now. Yay. Hey. Um, I mean, you know, we all get older as life goes on. Not a big yeah, deal. It's a, pod- it's a podcast exactly. title right there. There you go. We all get older as time goes on. Yogi I, was, I, was, I was going with I'm older now. Yay. <laughs> okay yeah sure, sure yeah give me the credit on that one um but relevant to this podcast uh the concert we went to go see was the empire strikes back in concert and it's not just they were playing the score they're showing the movie and playing the score live yay which is rad everyone yeah. should go do this stuff if they if you ever get a chance it is so cool and not just because Empire is the best Star Wars movie. It is. But that's mm. not the... Dis- it is. Bro. <laughs> it's, it is. Definitely in our all of our top three. I, I've i now seen all three of those live in concert. Empire is the best one. It does have the best music of those three, maybe? Although Jedi's music is really good, too. The... The thing about uh, I'm Empire, trying to think musically, is, why why if you're doing it live, you might get more out of music, like what it might get bumped so, up. So the first thing that you get, I mean, the first thing you notice live is like John Williams is just the goat. Like, how could you ever compete with the stuff that he's making? Right. 
the, Michael the man Chichino is giving him a good run for his money. I'm just saying, just saying. The hearing those sounds, right? It's like you know the the movie goes dark. Everyone, all the people in the audience are like whipping out their lightsabers and waving them around, right? Mm-hmm. And then Star Wars, and you hear duh, and then like it, but it's a huge symphony orchestra in like you know full surround sound. Everything is so awesome. Like I, I, I don't have. I'm not musically inclined. I don't know all the you know, but like you're getting you know, a huge, you know, you got multiple sets of violins and strings and the whole, you know, brass section and drums and the harpist is there. It is just like unbelievably like rich and it just transports you to that far, far away time and space, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, because it's a movie, then I don't know how the sound mixing works necessarily. Like maybe there's, they just cut all the music tracks and, they just have the like sound effects and audio or whatever. Um, but you know, it's a performance right at that point, really, because the, the symphony has to pick up every time the music picks up and changes, you know, (laughs) and there are, there are breaks. There's a lot less breaks than maybe you think or realize because like, even when there's like two characters are having a discussion, you're like hearing Han's theme very lightly in the background or, you know, like Vader is talking to the emperor and there's just like a little bit of like, you know, the Imperial March going on or whatever. And it's like the conductor is up there like working the whole time, you know, <laughs> any movie worth um, salt should have music at most moments. Yeah. And there are definitely points where, you know, like maybe there isn't a, you know, a, a bunch of music happening, you know, during one really pivotal scene. But like the silence is part of that. Right. Uh, it's it, it is just like a really, really cool experience. Awesome. And, you know, it's like the thing, uh, because it's a performance like this, they also insert an intermission because I don't think the orchestra could play for two and a half hours straight or whatever. It's it's under that, right? Like two hours something. Maybe maybe we should insert shouldn't play for two and a half hours straight. Yeah, probably not, right? Difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as our resident musician, Michael, how, I mean, you, I think part of your shows, the conductor or the announcer end up talking during the show between each piece in order to give people a rest. Yeah. It's, you know, it's to give musicians a rest. Yeah. To, to switch music, which they would just have one long score in front of them and be constantly flipping pages. But yeah, you know, you know, no matter what the instrument, you you need a break. You can't just go for that long without stopping. Yeah. So, you know, where do you think in the empire strikes back, where do you insert the, the intermission? Um, I, after- I was thinking about this while I was watching it and I'm like, cause you want to do it kind of in the middle. Uh-huh. I would say like, after there's not a lot the of good spots escape from the asteroid belt, maybe. Mm. Or maybe touching down in cloud city sometime in there after they get captured. Yeah. So the, that's too late because once that's happened, like you probably got 30 minutes left to the end of the movie. Okay. So the I think I'm trying to remember exactly where it was. I think it was as they uh, escape from the or as they land in the asteroid. Okay, yeah, somewhere around the asteroid built is what I would have thought. Yeah, I think they actually cut after a Luke scene that was right around there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it wasn't like, you know, it was kind of like a down moment for all the action. But 
like even when they cut i was like no wait the next scene is good wait <laughs> like <laughs> go back go back yeah um so anyway that, that was a really fun time um highest recommend um for anyone out there who wants to do that and while i was there i was reading through the program and you know they always like you know here's upcoming things happening at other theaters and other stuff you know apparently uh next weekend at one of the th- the uh the civic theater around here in San Diego they're doing into the spider verse live whoa oh with like a live dj uh, and performers and work? stuff i don't know that's why i was playing like music oh my god right? like if, if i didn't have plans this coming weekend i would have been like we're buying tickets for this let's go that that means they have to have they're going to be playing music they have to be yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the thing says, you know, a live uh, orchestra, a live DJ, and musical performers. I don't know, you know, who. I don't think they're getting Post Malone to show up, but I guess it's possible. <laughs> unlikely. Yeah, unlikely, exactly. But, uh, you know, I I briefly looked at, uh, at the website, and the tickets are sold out. There's like five seats left in the entire auditorium, so. Wow. Good. Good for them. I think, Michael, since we're on the music side of things, you've got to answer uh-huh. my retro question first. Okay. Or I can Which go happened? if you don't have an answer quickly. Right? Okay. This is always going to be the policy on the retro question. I can go because I usually have an answer. Are you guys ready? You need the question. No, you don't. <laughs> oh. Just what? kidding. I'm 42. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Life, the universe, and everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you were forced to, because I, I know we've all got our phones on silent at all times, pretty much. So it just buzzes. Because who wants to hear a ringtone? But if you were forced to listen to your ringtone for some sort of Halloween-like saw purpose or something, I, I hate listening to my ringtone. This is a question somebody else asked me. What retro piece of music would you have to have your ringtone be? Like retro gaming or just retro and retro gaming, I think, was the intention of the question that was forwarded to me. Yeah, that's the tough part. So uh, because I know it well and I play the game and even though I play it often on mute nowadays, I don't mind it because it's catchy and everyone around you would know it. My initial reaction is the Tetris theme. A, B, or C. Yeah, yeah that's <sighs> what I was just about to ask. <laughs> I suspect you I'm mean choking. I'm B? choking on that question. B is the popular one, right? B is the one that everyone thinks of? I think so, yeah. Yeah, B is. Um, I might go with something from a Mega Man game. Oh. Yeah, okay. Okay. Something like something kind of poppy and upbeat, you know, but I don't know if I would go all the way back to 8 bit, but maybe. Ducktales the Moon? Ooh. Wiley, what is it? Wiley 3 2 or 2 1 or whichever one that is, the famous one? Yeah, that's a good one. Kind of upbeat, though. It'd be. DuckTales the Moon has too long of an intro. That that song is really sweet, but I don't know if I'd want it as a ringtone. Well, you might yeah. be able to, to pick the section you want it. 
Well, yeah, 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 I mean, you're required to listen to it, right? In this, because obviously your phone is just on mute, and no, no one cares what your ringtone is in 2023. Correct. That's how I feel about this question. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only thing that like makes noise is my alarm, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so um, there you go. Let's let's redo the question instead, right? Maybe we should have done that from the beginning. I should have thought of that instead of forcing you to answer the bad question. I should have said, what else could we make make noise? What is your alarm if it's going to be a retro, required to be some sort of retro piece of music? Because then I don't think it's the Tetris um, theme song. Hmm, I don't know. That might be all right. Maybe. But yeah, probably not. Yeah. Do you, Okay, so here's the, I think the real question comes down to, do you want to wake up to like a melody or a tune or do you want like harsh noise? Because you could get both from retro game sounds, right? It's like you could have the Mario coin or something, the the one up, like <laughs> Can I, something like that. All right. So, so currently I use a standard Apple one because I live with someone else. But when I used to live by myself, I had the, uh, the, uh, Enterprise D's red alert as my, Oh, yeah, that's a great one because that you know got me up and i understood what it was for instead of sort of sleeping through it uh hmm. yeah i i currently yeah mine is currently like a melody i think like again it's also one of the standard tones um i think a lot of retro gaming music isn't like super loud it's kind of you would have music. to play with the audio levels and like punch them way up, I think, for anything. Because even if you just picked like the coin sound or the one up or whatever, it's not going to be enough to wake you up. And it would have to like repeat a bunch, right? I think I would pick something like um, Super Baseball. Or not, is it Super Baseball? The, I think it's Super Baseball 2020 is the game I'm thinking of. Maybe? The one with the robot players? It was a Neo Neo Geo game. Because at the beginning of the the game, it's got this robot shouting, play ball! And then there's like uh, techno music. So it would be kind of louder, you know? Maybe get you up a little bit better. Okay. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. There you go. It's not techno, but whatever they can do on... The, the Genesis version like, had better music than the Nintendo, the Super Nintendo music, as was generally the uh, standard at that point in time, right? Genesis had better music chip. Yeah, I think that that's generally understood to be true, is that most of the Genesis games, the music sounds better, and double especially the ones that came out on both. Which is weird to me, right? Because nowadays... Um, if you develop for a console and a PC and a whole bunch of stuff, maybe, maybe, maybe you put the PC out with a texture pack that doesn't exist on the others. But you always, uh, maybe not always anymore because of the Nintendo Switch, like Mortal Kombat proved not maybe. Although maybe uh, you kind of are engineering for the lowest common denominator of all of the systems that exist. And then you don't put in that much extra development beyond that because it costs too much money. So it was, it's weird to go back and think about like almost entirely every single game that came out on multiple systems back then. There were differences between all those games, right? Like this version was developed by someone entirely different and they added and took stuff away. 
or they made different music for this stuff. Kind of kind of weird to think about. Yeah, I mean, definitely you go back to the SNES and Genesis era. Like sometimes both games would come out on both and they would just be two different games. Like they wouldn't even be the same thing at all, right? Like famously yeah. those like uh Disney platformers, right? Like the Lion King. Oh yeah, completely different games. Those those two games like on both systems are just different completely, like not even the same levels or things like other than the idea of them being yep. about the Lion King or Aladdin, nothing yep. is the same. Right. <laughs> All right, well I said super baseball. That's my alarm, so I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I, I'm you're having still a struggle. Tales, huh? I'm having a struggle internally between like this do I want it. like music <laughs> or do I want sounds, right? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. And I think, you know, if I'm taking music, like, I really do like that DuckTales, so I would probably do that. But, you know, sounds. What if I did, like, the Metal Gear Solid Alert? You know, that's a good one. Ooh, if I'm going music for an alarm. Oh, yeah, you could do that. I'm trying to think. Um, I might go with the um, Link to the Past theme. Yeah, kind of upbeat. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. I don't know that it would wake me up. I would probably dream that I was in a Zelda game. I'd have to set it so that the volume slowly increases as it goes along. Mm. But I think that would lend itself well to that theme. I mean, just do the title screen, right? Where it's like, you know, do 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 And then like that clash and then dun 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 Oh, I mean, if we're doing title screens, you just do the Pokemon one. Right? Because it's instant battle theme. I was just saying, it's loud. I, oh, sure. I, I yeah. gotta have some volume. Like, I, I figure, like, we got audio editing here. Like, you could just fix the levels. Like, I feel like that's, <laughs> you know, a non-factor. Fair point. Fair point. Okay. Uh, JJ, you've got to start us off, and then we're going to pepper you with questions here. Um, Uh-oh. Okay. There was a sale this past week on Diablo 4. Mm. So, um, you know, uh, bad website style. Five things I wish I knew before I started Diablo 4. Because uh-uh. um, I'm going to start Diablo 4 and I'm probably going to play it through it maybe more than once, but probably not initially. I, I played Diablo 3. You know how much, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to do that. So what things should I not miss or what things should I prepare for? What class? I'm thinking about playing Barbarian. I think... Pick what makes you happy. I feel like the classes at this point are probably balanced enough in the, like, you're not planning to go to level 100 fashion that it's not going to make a big difference to you. There's, like, viable leveling stuff to do for every class. Okay. So if you want to be barbarian, go for it. Um, goodness Advice knows is to my make wife a seasonal seems character. to enjoy them. Oh, okay. So, okay. So they're popular. They're good. She's got... She's got good taste, so I'm into that. Uh, yep. uh, make a seasonal character, I've heard. Yeah, I think that's important. Like There are additional little quest lines with the season, but just ignore it and just do the campaign. You won't. That won't matter. Um, I, I will go ahead and tell you that um, doing all the side... Do side missions a bit... Okay. But don't really spend time clearing them all out in an area because you will literally never get anywhere. <laughs> and oh. it will turbo le- it will turbo level you so much that you will just 
like way overpower the main story content because the story content does not scale as fast as the stuff does and as fast uh, as you will. Now, if I remember right, you were saying that the zone, the monsters auto re-level to you? Yes. So you're always leveling no matter what, no matter where you are and what you're doing? Yeah, but the bosses and the stuff in the story quests seem to be fixed. So the... How do you feel about this? I mean, Michael, maybe you got thoughts on this, but like, is it clear? I mean, what is if you miss it, it's going to, you're not going to miss any story stuff, right? Like we've got right now in COTC, the, the things where it's like, I'm really glad I know who some of these characters are and I don't need to see memoirs of the people interacting with each other. But at the same time, in the most recent story stuff, like Heathcote pops up in the background of somebody's story and you're like, Oh, those two characters are related. That's really cool. That's as much as I needed to know about that. Um, so we're kind of like at the stage in even in COTC of like, I'm just going to page through this unless I'm wrong. I don't, I, I, you know, are you guys not paging through stuff in that game? It's clear in that game what you could skip unless I'm wrong and you aren't skipping stuff. And I was worried so, in Diablo, I wouldn't know what to skip. So that it's clear which quests are the main ones and which ones are not. You will not be confused. There are and, different sections in the quest log the ones you want to do and then don't do the other ones so that won't be a problem um other stuff you can know um there's especially early on there's like basically no point in upgrading the equipment you can take your items to the blacksmith and like have them uh enhance them you're gonna get so much loot (laughs) like don't bother don't bother previous diablo games just equip stuff when you get it yeah yeah You'll get to the next zone. You'll get stronger stuff. Like, you know, uh, some of the stuff from previous Diablo games is still here. They have, like, item level. It just is shown now. You don't have to, like, guess. You don't have to, like, figure out if the DPS is higher or whatever. There's a just a little comparison window, and it shows you which one is better, right? How much is this game just Diablo 3 with new stuff? Uh, it's not that close, I don't think. There is some of that, for sure, but it's not. Uh, exactly the same definitely if anything i found it interesting that diablo 3 had more points of comparison when you would compare two pieces of loot you could see like more stats and if they were better or worse this doesn't even have that it's just like compares the main stuff and then everything else is kind of like on you to figure out oh Hmm. just interesting but also like because again like you know you're not going to care in five levels anyway you're just going to throw it away for whatever the next sword that you get or whatever is right but in the end game, when you do care, then you're going to be knowing I want this stat and I want this stat and higher than this number and blah, blah, blah. But at that point, like you're invested. So you probably already know the stuff you're looking for and looking for builds and all this kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, we have a similar issue now with fortune weapons in COTC, right? Totally. Right. And you're like, well, I know I need, you know, elemental attack on this weapon, but I already have this much and I need a number higher than 120 stop rolling 93 please stop rolling less than 70 like what are we doing here mm-hmm. yeah so there you have it if people uh have other retro questions jj uh, they can send those to podcast at we were that's an email address podcast at we were mm-hmm. you might get us to ask about ringtones that we like which were the style at the time
Uh, you know, I'm really glad you guys redesigned that question into alarm clocks because that makes a lot more sense in 2023. Yeah, like, can you think of uh, derailing once again? Can you think of the last time you heard someone talk about ringtones? Like, seriously? <laughs> How about ringbacks? Mm. Bro, now Ooh. you're really dating yourself. <laughs> I want to I hear a 14 kilobit compressed <laughs> recompressed Ooh. mp3 sent to me over a cell phone line at 2g speed <laughs> if you don't know what any of those words mean you can email us at podcast we there you go and you can follow us on social media we're at we were gamers we're also on youtube check out the youtube y'all and get on there uh youtube.com slash at we were gamers and uh see find all your we were gamers content right there my dog just walked up next to me and put her head in my lap and shook her head just now you could hear it maybe and then burped so that was fun and uh if you've got twitch go get doom 3 and ghostwire tokyo for free because why not doom 3 the worst doom maybe but you know for free worst worst doom but also interest most interesting doom to me of like oh let's make a horror game like instead of just like a let's make a shooter they definitely went for it right right yeah like it it's a developer that decided yeah we could still do this and like try something else it didn't work great but it was fine duct tape mod <laughs> if you don't know what the duct tape mod is email us a podcast oh yeah people should i'm very curious to hear about that Oh my god, duct tape mod. I had an Xbox version of the game, so unfair. There were, yeah, didn't some of the versions just like the developers acquiesced and eventually just put it in the real game? Yes. Because it was kind of baloney. Talk about the community winning on that one.